This is the Squared Goal Podcast with Mark Morris and Jared Meruyama. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Squared Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Morris. With me, again as always, Mr. Jared Mariyama. Merry Christmas! Is this the official, unofficial Christmas episode? Well, we're recording it now. Are we getting... Are we getting festive today? It's in, it's in your hands, really. This this pops up before Christmas or after. We are recording this what? before Christmas. <laughs> the Sunday so I'm before trying Christmas. To, um, I dropped the ball with the last episode. I'm actually going to do two this week. Wow. So Merry Christmas, it's everybody. All, you're going to get a bunch this week. Um, I don't know. I thought about trying to get like a festive theme for today, but... Merry nah. Mando. Merry Mando. That's, that's, what, <laughs> that's all everyone's here for, I think. There we go. How do you feel? So, you know, they did the Christmas special what, what, in the 80s, the, that yeah. original Star Wars uh, special. Probably 70s, probably 70s, because between Which Star is, Wars and Empire. So it was all over the place, but it's kind of become like an infamous thing within Star Wars, Star Wars fandom. Um, I'm surprised that they haven't like just, you know, gone all out and put that up on Disney Plus. Like, it's, I think everybody it's, involved hates it. You know, right? But it's become a thing now. Well, yeah. You know, like it doesn't matter if it's good or not. Everybody kind of has this weird place. It's got a weird place in everybody's heart. In all <laughs> honesty, little... I think the um, uh, and this is so dorky, but I think it is the uh, they don't want that to be canon, and and not necessarily the cheesy factor, but just that there are things mentioned in there that. Okay, now Chewbacca really does have a surname right. Lumpy. I don't know. That could be canon. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I bet there's stuff in there that they say, look, if we make this canon, then everyone goes nuts. Yeah, you know, but so. you can like, I just want to see a decent version of it because all the stuff that you see on YouTube, it's so grainy and like you can hardly make it out. Um, I bet like, though, too, they might not even have the original um if they've got to have some version of it somewhere it's at least. um it's an odd thing i think it's fine where it is it it has a, <laughs> it's, it's you know if this thing were readily available from day one no one would care about it you know right. like it would it would have passed it would have had its thing uh and people would probably watch it still at christmas but because of its stature as this thing you have to find and watch a shitty version it I think makes it more fun it keeps it alive yeah yeah yeah, yeah. how do you f- have i haven't watched it yet i'm going to watch it this week the lego star wars christmas special have you seen it yeah they're um you know it's fine and they just using a like a thing to be able to tie all the films together and stuff it's, right it's the same exact lego humor that is on absolutely everything which mm-hmm. which surprisingly i liked uh and now i'm getting a little tired of it like it's it's almost predictable in mm-hmm. not that it's bad but it's just like okay yeah like you just watch it's it. definitely over the top campy and sort of but the same like so much right. of the same yeah so uh, just insert new characters. I mean, the the crazy thing with is Lego, like Funko, you know, it's a brand that has touched every single yeah, property. Yeah. So at some point, they could do a Lego X movie with fill in. Well, you know, they the kind of already do. Thing. All those Lego movies go through all the 
Well, they do the uh, well, yeah. They sort of touch on it, but they but, only um, have the rights. They to got certain the things, <laughs> you know, like, right? Yeah. They do all the video games. Like yeah. they've got the Harry Potter Lego video games, superhero, got DC, Batman, stuff. Yeah. yeah, Lego, um, Star Wars as well. Yeah, so I haven't I seen it, but it's turning into uh, like family friendly, uh, Family Guy. You know, it's like that mm. same kind of humor, but not as crude as say Family Guy would yeah, go. But it's that same G-rated. kind of like pop culture, self aware jokes that Family Guy does. Um, right. So, yeah, it was fine. I I didn't love it, but um I think kids might really love it and if it makes kids interested in the other films, that's great. But um yeah. How do you feel in general? So they have these like kind of silly, you know, air quotes holiday specials. They announced, I know you're not a huge Marvel fan, but they're doing a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's next year, maybe like 2022. Yeah. Yeah. And they're supposed to be filming that special during the next uh, filming for the next movie. Yeah, right. Uh, like, is this of? I don't know how I feel about it. It's. I mean, it's definitely fun to do these holiday tie-ins with different brands and characters, but I don't. So it, it's hard, like you said, saying like keeping canon in mind. Yeah, like, yeah. how do you do this with these characters? but have it be detached or is it actually part of a story? I mean, everything. So something like this, it's interesting. Like I get excited when they do these things and you know, there's a good chance that it will fail. Um, yeah. but I'm still excited that they're kind of doing it. Um, trying this stuff out. Cause it's going to fall somewhere between an SNL skit and like, uh, just something so stupid, you know, like, cause you know, they're <laughs> always, because it's a Christmas thing, they're going to try to give it some heart. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Right. So it can't be that, but it's got to be kind of funny because it's a Christmas special and it fits. I feel like this is the only Marvel property they could really do this with, you know, where it. Yeah, because they're like pretty over the top and goofy as it is. Yeah, like cartoony. So I feel like it's okay. Um, It is a weird decision, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, especially because uh, they try to keep that that world, I guess, the Marvel universe pretty you know, relatively serious. You know, it's it's obviously superhero and a little bit fantastic, but they try and keep it as grounded as possible. So yeah. to go make this decision, it, it it's got to be over the top. So it's, I mean, I'm interested to see what they do with it. I don't really know what to expect. But I'm I'm still surprised Pixar hasn't done like a straight up Christmas special. That would be feel more appropriate. Yeah, yeah, um, um, yeah. I mean, I. I so I look at something like Mickey's Christmas Carol. I love that they do that where they bring in all the properties and mix it. And they're like actors mm-hmm. playing parts in a different story. I, I don't think they'll do that anymore because everyone is so stringent about stories and crossovers and, oh, they don't exist in the same world. And, <laughs> you know, so it's kind of no fun. They can kind of do it with Mickey Mouse. Uh, but uh, I think Pixar would never do something like that. But I still, mean, you could do Toy Story like should some... have a Christmas special. They they did have one that was kind of... They have the of, shorts, right? But that didn't they... even go full on Christmas. That was more about that dinosaur group, you know, like it right. wasn't like a yeah, holiday yeah. special per se. So I wish they would do something a little more straight up Christmas. It seems like it would make sense, but um, yeah, we'll see. There's a, okay. So this is a transition to something a little bit different, but it's still Disney plus. So I, this came on my radar maybe like a year or two ago, but there's this huge group on YouTube that creates this, ambient worlds like an ambient backdrop so mm-hmm. 
somebody will create sound it's a fake like yeah so it's like a fake image of the disneyland park where it'll, they'll like kind of photoshop and collage different pieces mm-hmm. of the park together and have like faux movement mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. the idea is that you're sitting in the park and you have this as a backdrop as you work or do something in the house so it's not a show where it doesn't need your attention but it's just something nice to yeah. have in the background right disney has started to do this on disney plus i so just saw I, this yeah they have their own section now in the Disney Plus app where before they had, um, what was that like five minute loop, the meditation sort yeah, of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I, can say. I forget what that one was called. That mm. I think that was the first one. And they also had the Frozen Yule Log. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they have the Sunrise series. So it's literally in real time. A sunrise with different like background noises and kind of Disney music at the different parks uh, around the world. Yeah, for different parks. So yeah. there's like a Disneyland sunrise. There's the Animal Kingdom sunrise and one other one. Bob Iger's inter- house uh, sunrise, <laughs> which is really nice, fancy. Yeah. It's it's interesting to see that like YouTube culture is kind of bleeding over into these sort of mainstream things. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's going to go so far as to have like? I don't know. One of these annoying YouTube reviewers are they gonna? Are we gonna see something like that in the Disney Plus world eventually? I think that's such a separate like Disney Plus is content, and that seems more uh, you know like um, that's fan stuff, right? Like it mm-hmm. only exists in response to something else. I don't think we'd probably see that, but I do think you know they're ramping up Disney Plus so hardcore. I think we're gonna see absolutely everything we can possibly see on there um especially when they start acquiring things like how they have fox now and like you know they're just mixing in home alone as a disney movie almost you know like everything's kind of blurred together and it 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 doesn't matter anymore so i think we're going to see just absolutely everything you possibly can but i don't know if it'll go as much youtube like smaller things like that like Mm bite-sized things but um i think we are going to see just a well, they do have, I haven't really watched it, but there's, I think it's called Family Sundays. Mm-hmm. So it'll, they have a host and they'll bring a family on and they do some sort of a craft. Mm. And the idea is, I think that you either watch it and do the craft on your own. Um, cause, but it is a short video. Like it's not a 30 minute show. Yeah, it's yeah. really bite sized. So you watch them do the craft and then you get the materials and do it at home if you want to. I would um, love that, to see them go more towards like live stuff. Uh, you know what I mean? Like uh, that you can watch it live, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. but then it does sort of stick around on that, you know, just like YouTube. You can watch it live, but then you can watch the recorded. Oh, sort of later. like what we do on Sunday yeah, mornings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would love to see more of that and sort of transitioning more towards television, you know, as a replacement for television. So, like, say they whatever the premiere of a new film you know they can go live and you can tune in to watch it i think mm-hmm. hulu does this actually a lot right like you can watch live hulu um i think so the way from my understanding the hulu subscription works you can buy a live version so of hulu where you can watch the shows in real time mm-hmm. on whatever the network is and then the day after it's available to stream like at your leisure so if you have the entry level hulu you can't watch live TV, but you can check out all the shows like the day after. I must have, I must have got the higher one because I think I watched some of the, like the uh, presidential debates or something like like they were carrying mm-hmm. it on Hulu because I don't have regular mm-hmm. cable, so uh, Hulu's been my replacement kind of for right. that. So I'd like to see and Disney since Disney owns Hulu, right? Um, mm-hmm. 
it seems like either they use Hulu for that, uh, you know, and then sort of transition or make it all one big bundle. So it's like ESPN, Hulu, Disney Plus, right. maybe another uh, like a. It almost seems like they're going to have to spin it off into a Fox or or just other things like adult things, well, you know. Like- yeah. So they, I don't know if you caught this on the investors' presentation, mm-hmm. but we didn't talk about this in our last episode. They had when they're talking about Disney Plus and Hulu in other parts of the world. Right. I think the Hulu right. part is called Star or like the equivalent of that. Yeah. And they have some sort of a merger with those two apps, the Star and Disney Plus, where you can basically prove your age or say like, okay, I'm an adult and interested in stuff like Logan, which mm-hmm. is R-rated and very adult sort of movie. Right. Um, that wouldn't normally fit into the Disney brand, but they mirror the, or they merge those two apps together. So you can see Logan on your Disney plus feed. I'm curious if we're going to get a version of that ever. If it's in America, it's totally going to remain separate, and you're going to have to go like, elsewhere even to within, get that content. Even within the Disney world, so they have Touchstone and all this stuff. They have very adult content now that mm-hmm. um, that would seem out of place. And I don't know if just doing like a safety lock thing, like how all the other ones do, where you sort of lock. Mm-hmm. You know, the first thing you do is say who's watching. Um, right. It seems like they'd want to keep Disney sort of family and they could even maybe push that definition a little bit so like mandalorian a little violent but still falls in the Mm -hmm. you know the family zone but then you don't want logan which even does have sort of kid appeal like you don't want that just floating around there so i don't know it seems like it would make sense that they'd either branch it off or something yeah i i thought that too and i thought it was an interesting even in other parts of the world Mm -hmm. that they were merging that i never thought that you know i would see r-rated films on the Disney Plus, I don't know, as you're scrolling through there. Uh, so I was surprised that they were doing that even in other parts of the world. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. Just, Have you gone very deep into Disney Plus and, and really like looked around? No, yeah. I mean, I, so I have, I mean, there's so, so much content in there. I really, for the most part, have just gone into Disney Plus, like for a specific yep. reason. Like I yep. know what I'm going in there to watch. Yeah. Every once in a while I'll scroll around, but it's not like doing a deep dive. I think right. originally I may have done like a deep dive mm-hmm. just to see like how it works, yeah. where everything's located. And be judging. But now, like, eh, there's nothing on here. <laughs> <laughs> now it's just like, you know, that home page. Yeah. Whatever I want to watch is is pretty much there. Um I do like I've gone into I wouldn't even call this a deep dive, but they have like the recommended thing. So if you watch, yeah. let's say the du- new DuckTales cartoon, it'll recommend the three Cab- Caballeros yeah. uh, cartoon. And like, so I love all these stupid like afternoon cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, so I recently got into Owl House, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. I'm trying like as I'm watching, I'm like, oh, this feels just like X. But now on the spot here, I can't remember like the, Harry Potter the, or something, or the, like, well, I mean, just the look and feel oh, of the art and yeah. animation and everything. Um, it is definitely like a children's show, but mm-hmm. I just absolutely love cartoons and like can pretty much digest. I shouldn't say all, but most. Oh, Star versus the Forces, forces of, of evil. evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it feels kind of like that. Um, so if you're a fan of that, check this out. Wait, but, is this the one where they're like little animal looking people? Or are they Owl House is there's a girl that somehow gets transported into like this fantastic magical mm. place. 
and she's a normal human that exists in like a witch and right and uh, wizard right 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 okay world. I, i'm getting my things mixed up here so it is it, it is like harry potter in that sense mm-hmm. where in this magical world they do have a magic school which is similar to hogwarts i guess um but it's just this girl trying to navigate this world and yeah learn how to get magic powers blah 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 um but yeah i mean i don't i haven't done like a super deep dive into disney plus but i will get recommended shows like this off of based off of what I've watched right, in the past. Right, right, right. You know, now all I do is I do is I do a web search. I go into Google and it's like if you're looking for something specific, and mm-hmm. then it'll tell you where to watch. But I will oh, say, you know, it'll instantly right. say, Oh, it's on Netflix and it's on this and this and this, which is great, except when it's on Amazon and I think Hulu too does this where you might have to buy it. Which yeah, I, they do it's so, so tricky. <laughs> yeah. So I have a Roku. So if I don't know specifically what something is, on, is streaming on, yeah. You can like press a button and talk into it. So you right. can say like, oh, I want to watch right. whatever it is, Queen's Gambit. And it'll say, okay, available to streaming on Netflix. And if it's a title that's available on multiple platforms, so let's say Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. it'll say, I think for it's on Netflix right now. So that would be free. But like you can also buy it on one of the paid, like Amazon, for example. Yeah. Um, but it'll, so luckily it'll say like, if you go to Amazon, it's going to be four ninety nine to rent. Or How, if you go to Net, yeah. Netflix, it's going to be free. How do you like your Roku? I'm thinking of getting, cause I'm just using my TV, you know, the smart TV stuff, but it's such a, it's so wonky doing it that way, you know? Um, so I actually, I love it. And the reason that we got one originally is because I was traveling and doing some work for an extended period mm-hmm. closer to where you used to live. Right. And you know, being in a hotel, you don't want to just be limited to their shitty, slow channel changing. Right. Yeah. So I bought a Roku for that and I ended up loving it. So it's great because you have all basically all of the new streaming services you can get all in one place. Um, It's the, the UI is very easy and intuitive. Mm. Um, So yeah, it's not, it's not expensive at all. Like you can get, the base, I think, like the entry point Roku player is maybe like 20 bucks, give or take. Mm. And then you can go up to like 100, but it's a one time thing. You just buy. Right, the, right. The receiver. You, yeah. Yeah. You buy the equipment once and that's it. You don't get sucked into any sort of payment plan aside from whatever apps you want to use. So obviously, yeah. if you have Netflix, you have to pay that subscription, but you get to use all of these streaming apps in one place. And it's very. It's very easy, and I like it. Uh, I like it a lot. Only thing I dread about that is having to dig up my passwords for each one of these. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> cable that's things. a that's annoying all in itself. I so should I just did, use the same one, but I don't. So yeah. <laughs> I finally got uh, access to HBO Max. Good. I literally did this yesterday. So so far, all I've watched are like random Cartoon Network titles, mm-hmm. and um, we watched the first episode of that Nexium documentary. Oh um, yeah, but I wanted. <laughs> we can. I love. I love the culty sort of documentary series, like the Scientology stuff. How far um, you just watched one though, right? We watched the first one, uh, but yeah, that and like the Jeffrey Epstein stuff. To me, that's like all fascinating. It is, um, but then it kind of comes down to how good the actual documentary is for me. Right. I will yeah, say yeah. the first episode extremely slow, so yes. it's like. It depends if you're interested, because on the flip side, you watch something like the Epstein one, where I think it was only four episodes, 
some of it like there's it goes really deep into information for parts of it but then there's a lot that kind of goes quickly and they gloss over yeah yeah so i guess this is the flip side of that where they give you just a shitload of content and information so because yeah. i've only watched the first episode i don't know if it's going to be too much but the fact that it's nine like one hour episodes it feels like it might be overkill for sure um but yeah are there i want to ask you are there specific titles or something on HBO Max that I should be aware of or check out? You know, it's funny. I started off with HBO Max and I thought, oh, there's a lot of stuff on here. And then I don't really watch it that much anymore. Um, it's better than Apple TV, say, because I think Apple TV really has nothing. Um, mm -hmm. But um, I'm trying to think, like, it all kind of runs together now. Uh, what's on what channel? Yeah. Um, HBO... I can't. I do like that they I have watched. pretty much the entire. It looks like the entire Cartoon Network catalog. So like I, I was a fan of Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Mm -hmm. I know that's on there. Yeah, they've got the yeah. Samurai Jack series yep. on there. Adventure Time. So like even everything. though I have the Blu-ray thing of Samurai Jack, it's yep. so much easier just to have it available to stream within a few button clicks. Yeah, um, I'm trying to. I did. Uh, I watched like some of their like uh, HBO shows, like. Uh, John Oliver and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but I can't remember. I'll have to start writing these things down because I, uh, no, that was Apple. See, I can't even, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think of what it is. It's, there's so many and they all for sure bleed together. So it's gonna, I mean, I mean, HBO is nice only because of the Cartoon Network thing, because everything's there and you know, you can go there mm. and watch whatever. I think it's watching well, Steven Universe on there. Yeah, um, and also now they just did that huge announcement with yeah. WB where all of the movies are going to be streaming there. So that's a huge plus, but that's not going to really happen until uh, 2021. But they are doing the Wonder Woman this week, so that'll be that'll be yeah. pretty cool yeah. to check that out right away. Right. Okay, well, let's go into some of these things that we're watching then for sure instead of just talking about the channels. Did you finish Queen's Gambit? Because I really want to talk about this, and we won't we won't go too long on this. Uh, I know I said I did, but I lied. Oh, and Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say uh, this right now for the end of the year. This is my favorite thing of the year. This is right up there for me with Mandalorian. Well, here, let me, I'm going to stop you there. We're, I want to do one episode where it's kind of a recap. I know this epi like this year has been crazy and we haven't been able to do a lot of stuff. We can do like our end of the, the year, world. end of the year. Yeah, but thing. we'll do an end of the year thing. Okay. So for then, um, because I agree with you. So far, that's been one of the best things I've seen this year. Um, so it's definitely going to be on the list to talk about. Uh, but yeah, by then I will have seen it. Promise. Okay. <laughs> we can go do a deeper dive into that. Okay. That's good. That's good. I'll hold off on that. Uh, we, we are uh, going to switch gears here real quick. Uh, we're going to do something this year a little different. And you want to do cookie party. So uh, for the people at home. <laughs> <laughs> Come but on. Tell us what you think cookie party is or what cookie party is. like last year i came to your house and we actually baked cookies so um, that would be what it would like the normal and under normal circumstances like that's what it'd be yeah you have a group of friends family whatever come together everybody does their own little batch of cookies mm -hmm. and it's more an excuse to get together although for me the cookies would be the reason to get together yes. i could do without everybody coming over just give me the cookies. Wow. So this year is, is a version. <laughs> <laughs> this year is a version, uh, like the best version of that we can do. So yeah. uh, I'm going to cook cookies. You're going to cook some. We're going to do a little exchange and then have like a virtual 
eating of the cookies, okay. I guess. Can I, can I, for our virtual thing, and maybe this is a live actually, can I do a, like a bake off Paul Hollywood review of your cookies and be like, Oh, bottom. Oh yeah. Up. That'd be fine. Nice fla- flavor's sure. good. Flavor's good. Soggy bottom, soggy bottom, a little stodgy so, inside, a little stodgy. You know, what's interesting about that. And as I'm watching this, I'm like, you know, cause he can be, he's like the Simon of the group. Right. Like, although he is much nicer yes. than like yes. that Simon character. To me, and it's the same thing with like art and design, a lot of it is so subjective. We're like, my mom loves Stocking almost cookies. burnt cookies. Right, right, right. Like, like, like she wants it hard, crunchy, crispy. Almost black. And then, yeah. right. And then you go to like a dough and arrow, they're very soft and almost like undercooked. But I love that. Like, for me, I like a sort of a crispy edge and yes. then the center of the cookie to be pretty soft. So that way you get kind of the best of both worlds. I like it experience. right in the middle there. So a little crisp on the edge, but like a little chewy in the middle. I don't like it where it right. seems raw, but I like it yes. like a little chew, a little softness. Yeah. Uh, and then like uh, there's other places that they're meant to be like Hard. more long lasting. Yeah. So like yeah. those ones can be a little bit harder. Like milk um, bar. Right, so where it's you buy them with the intent of having it like last a few days, but then there's obviously some bakeries that if you don't eat it like that day, it's like stale the next day or just loses the the experience of how you're supposed to eat it or enjoy it. I don't see why Milk Bar doesn't do fresh cookies. I I see why they can't possibly probably keep up with the demand at their stores. You right, know? but like why but not just like bake a-, a certain batch in the morning and say, look, when they're gone, they're gone. Uh, and right. then you can buy these packaged ones. But I right. think they're like to get one of those cookies, which are good, but they still have sort of a store-bought flavor to them. Right. Um, Even the ones that you get from their yeah, location. Yeah, they're all packaged. It definitely has that. Right. And they're doing live fresh stuff in the in the bakery. Yeah, you can see them do it in the background sometimes. So I'm like, I wish they would do it where you can get a warm cookie or something like that there. Yeah. I think that I would totally make a agree. huge difference. Um, and it's like... The traditional experience of going to a bakery, you know, you want to see them out on display Smell for milk it. parts. Yeah. It's, yeah, 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 it's all prepackaged in their little plastic sort of sleeves. Yeah, yeah. It's like Krispy Kreme. Like the difference between getting a fresh oh, box of Krispy God. Kreme as opposed right. to like hours later, still good, that, but different, yeah. <laughs> a different feeling. Yeah. That hot now sign yep. is just yep. almost as sexy as a lightsaber. Oh, very good. Weird, <laughs> weird. Weird. <laughs> uh, don't say you don't agree. I kind of want one of those. I wish they sold those Krispy Kreme uh, like neon signs. I just put it in my window. Oh my know. god, that would be so <laughs> awesome! I bet you there's there's got to be a place Some you version, can get right? That from. <laughs> like, hot now or whatever. You know what's cool? So we've talked about this. They got that new like superstore in New York, mm-hmm. which like sadly enough had to open during the pandemic, right, and like right, right. New York was such a intense zone for this so like not a lot of people can really experience that or appreciate it but i know that they've got like unique and exclusive merch there so at some point we have to make a a pilgrimage there i think to this place we should do whole food episode and they also have um exclusive flavor like donut flavors there too yeah so and have that apple that I was just going to say apple. it's this apple thing. So to be completely honest, I would not necessarily be a fan of it, but it comes in like special packaging too. So not only do you get this donut you can't get anywhere else, it comes in like this super ornate, just ridiculous packaging 
for one donut. I wish, especially with Krispy Kreme, like it doesn't even have to be a huge place, but I wish they would do more localized stuff like that. Yeah, that'd be you know? well, like just the big cities. So like you could Los do Angeles, like a Chicago yeah. and LA, Seattle, Seattle right, like, right, right, right. And then have just, I mean, hopefully New York is successful and they will start rolling these out. That'd be fantastic. Um, but yeah, like having like local merch or mm-hmm. local flavors. That I mean, they could even do that with their normal shops, like have a Southern California. I don't know what the flavor would yeah, be, but yeah, you know. And then Seattle, you can get a fish market flavor because I that's disgusting. <laughs> I look at something like Krispy Kreme, fresh and, fish, uh, Krispy Kreme, and even In and Out, and I think, why isn't their merchandise better? Like if if they just had more merchandise. It just oh, seems man, like it would sh- be so – it's like an easy no-brainer, right? You're shitting on DKNG right now. They just did the latest merch for <laughs> in and out No, no, no. It's not that it's it's bad, but like – I know. They could I'm do just giving you a hard so time. much more with it than – I agree. So I know – I think the thing with in and out it's like an annual design, sort of like, um, you know – no name dropping here, but your friend that does the Del Taco designs, right, they have like an right, annual right. thing. I think they do that with in and out and like the good and bad of it is it's sort of like the 59 Park series where like they have a like a definitive kind of look and aesthetic. So even if you go from year to year, it, has, it doesn't change that I much. I think that's what I mean. Like it's not bad. It's just like they could right. vary it. They could call it like the classic line and then they could say it's the right. artist line or the, you know, just kind of. I mean, I get that they want to be on brand and stuff like that, but if they did these things really limited or something like that, it's like, you know, in the summer months, you can get this thing. I think that's, Mm. that's amazing. I think most artists think of things in those terms too, you know, like, um, they, they have this great IP and they're not using it, you know, like, uh, especially Krispy Kreme. I so want to buy, like they had that Christmas sweater this year, which was Mm -hmm. fantastic. So more like that, I think like have fun with it. The cereals are actually getting a little bit better about it, but even they are underusing their IP, I think too. Like, like in terms of apparel or like, like, you know, like if, if, if they did better Well, I mean, for the cereal stuff, what have you seen? What have you seen from them? So Kellogg's like? has a store and they do some very limited things. They don't advertise enough though, but they did like Where's there's It's online. Like a there's store? a well, oh, there's online. a New York oh, okay, okay. there's a New York store that does like you can do cereal parties and make your own box, which is fantastic. Oh, cool. Definitely want to, you know, you mix them and stuff and then you can Right. Um so more stuff like that. But they're just sitting on these IPs and not using them, you know, and I don't know. Uh Fisher Price, I think, too. They have a whole backlog of retro vintage stuff that mm-hmm. they don't that they don't use, you know, and they don't show. We just want to see merchandise with this stuff. They're getting a little bit better. Fisher Price doing some vintage toys and stuff like that, too. That's great. But again, I think they could do so much more than what they're doing. I love the speaking of Fisher Price. Have you seen that John Goodman commercial? Yes. Yes. Oh, so good. Right. More and I was like so that. so. Yeah, I was so surprised that he was the one in it because mm-hmm. first you just hear him, his voice, and he's kind of walking around this farmland. Yeah, and then it starts building around him, and it's so, it's like it's it's just the right amount of like campy goofiness, yeah. but also like pretty grounded and serious at the same time. It's such a great commercial. It's I love so funny because they're you know Fisher Price now has a Fisher Price Museum. Instagram account. If you're not following that, go see that. Mm. Uh, they show a lot of the old stuff, but I think they, um, 
it's so funny. I think they've got very young people doing it to be like, you know, it's a young person's thing. Uh, social media, they probably brought some college kid in to do it or something like that. Because <laughs> I always thought Fisher Price should do a, a nice retrospective book because all that artwork that goes into right. those things and just show that, you know. And so I had written on the Instagram account, like, do these original paintings still exist somewhere? Because it'd be great to see just the paintings, right. not necessarily the toys. And, you know, I don't know why they answered it this way, but they're like, none of these toys are available anymore. I'm like, Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that you know, that's just like a copy and paste right, answer. Right, right. Like, they're like, still, okay. Like, so they didn't understand the question, I or guess. they didn't care to actually read it. They just gave you like a, a pre-formulated. Because it's sort like of so response. many artists are inspired by these things because we grew up with them and stuff, and it certainly goes back beyond our time. But uh, just to see the when you see the paintings uh, separate, like when you see little golden mm -hmm. books paintings, like just right. the canvas or whatever. Oh, it's amazing. I, I wish they would do a lot more of that stuff. Anyway, that's a big, huge <laughs> tangent we just went on. Uh, oh, that was fantastic, though. <laughs> that's right. what the people come here for. True, true. What's next? Do you want to talk about uh, the big, the the, the thing? <laughs> the Are show? we ready? Are we? I don't know. Oh, oh right. okay. Okay. Well, actually, that one makes more sense because... Because That's the actual saber that we then. saw. Yes. Yes. It's the best noise. It's just. I uh, I, yeah. You give me shit for saying that's some sexy ass weapon right there. It is. It is. <laughs> okay. So we should probably look at this as a season in a whole, right? Yeah, sort of. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. obviously, we'll. So we're, uh, if you haven't picked up yet, we're going to transition over to Mandalorian talk here. Um, obviously we'll spend more, more, the most time on this last episode, but because it is the finale, we can kind of pull from the season as a whole. And if you haven't watched it already, you're an idiot. Uh, <laughs> but this will be spoiler filled. We're not going to dance around anything. So watch, watch right. it if you can. Yeah. So I will like, I know that you wait and to watch it at midnight and like, there's a handful of other people that do that as well. Handful? For me, like ah, my friend, you haven't been on Twitter at midnight <laughs> <laughs> when this thing airs. There's, there's um, like, I am all about like, I want to watch it soon too, but I have to watch it at night. Cause that mm -hmm. gives you a totally different experience. That's midnight. Yeah. And, but like, I can't, if I stay up till midnight, I'm, that's like, I'm drifting asleep. Oh There's no God. way Take I can a nap. like be We've super We've gone to the coherent. movies at midnight, right? Haven't you done the midnight showing? <laughs> yeah, but that was, I was like younger and you're, you're in your, I was in high school or in my twenties when like they did the midnight releases. That's not even a thing anymore, but I can't handle that, man. What? I don't Boy, have it in me. when I get to your age, I hope I don't feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So, but I will say, like, because this show in particular, there is so hard to dance around social media and like spoilers and stuff. That, um, let me correct I you. Was, it is not hard to not be on social media. I just, I disagree with that statement. So you just don't go on Twitter. Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying it's hard to go on social media and dance around. Yeah, no, it's impossible. Posts. It's impossible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so because of that, I'm like, all right, maybe I should really try and yes. getting watching this early. Because not for this season of finale in particular. Yes. It wasn't it wasn't only social media. It was friends texting me, like, did you see it yet? Yes. Like, what I'm like, motherfuckers, like, give me 
Give me a second. So here's the problem I say. We'll we'll get onto the details here in a bit, but the social media thing mm-hmm. keeps bugging me. So there's two sides of it for me. So I always think of it like when people bitch about, oh, you know, don't s- talk about it because I haven't watched it yet. To me, that feels like saying like, oh, people don't go on the road and cause traffic because I need to get somewhere at, at eight o'clock. <laughs> you know, no, you find another way around to get to where you go. You don't tell the rest of the world Or you to just stay suck home. it up. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I feel like that. But then I was, I was on Twitter when we were watching this sort of live People are so shitty about it. Like, it's not them just saying like, oh, that's amazing. People are just like instantly like, Luke Skywalker. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like they can't help them. Like they post a picture instantly to just blow it for someone. To me, that feels mm. malicious. Like you think right. you're being cool and hip by being the first person to post it. It's exactly what it is. And yep. so I hate that. I, I agree with that. That's shitty and that's like not fun. But because people and then a little bit one step down is how people don't know how to sort of tease things. Like I won't give it away, but Luke Skywalker's in this one. You know, like it's, <laughs> you know, what I mean? it's like it's shitty stuff like that that just oh, ruins it for everybody. So that's so funny. And people, don't, you know, they'll say like, whatever. They just don't know how to do it like non-spoilery. Because I know how sometimes when you like saying there's a twist, that's a spoiler, right? Like right, 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 right. So yeah. I get that, but. Somewhere in between, we should be able to talk about it live without having to dance around everything. So, uh, but I noticed so, a lot of people on there of my people I follow, people who normally don't watch it at midnight, were watching at midnight for that very reason, like mm. to think because they knew it was going to be talked about instantly. So, so now that the season is over, like going back at this season, I did enjoy it. I know you don't believe me. I thought this was a great season. Uh, the one thing like and this has been my complaint about this this season or series like all along the, all the episodes individually are fine if it exists in like the standard TV like length of episodes per season so a normal season would have like 24 episodes or something. yeah yeah so or even 12 within, <laughs> yeah yeah within that amount of episodes you have filler episodes and like just you know episodes for fun you know that doesn't really do anything to the story but the fact that this is only eight episodes and they're not even all that long like a lot of them were only 30 minutes they were really like 30 to 45 minutes this Mm -hmm. season like make them all impactful make them important like make them do something um that was like the biggest gripe that i had this season is there's they didn't like really take full advantage of every single episode. Mm. A lot of it felt like it would be fine within the 20 something episode, like a normal season. Um, but yeah, the fact that it was only eight, I felt like it, they didn't take advantage of every single minute. Well, okay. So I, uh, I agree in general with that point. I see what you mean, <laughs> but I think that just comes out of our love of the story so much. So I think like if you watch this again, say we rewatch one and two before season three, I think Mm -hmm. that'll be less pressing. You might not want to watch the same episodes, but I think um, it's just that there's, we really want to figure things out. And so we're just feeling that in the moment, like, come on, come on, come on, get to it. I want to see what this (laughs) is. I will admit the one thing where I do agree with you on this is that they didn't develop uh, Moff Gideon enough. Uh, Not at all. He should have been, there should have been more development around him. We should have been let in on what he was doing a little bit more. And maybe that's coming. I'm confused about where three season three is going. Um, Mm -hmm. I think they kept that too 
obscure for too long. And I think even in the very end, we don't get enough of, of what that was, you know, like that could have been a lot more interesting. Um, well, yeah. I mean, and jumping around here, he was about to off shoot himself, himself in the face. Yeah, like, yeah. And that would have been the end of that character. How come he didn't have so, one of those bite down, you know. Oh, the tooth? Yeah. Like yeah, the, yeah. Those capsules. Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. Um, I It's that there is a lot of potential for this character and his scenes are relatively menacing and sort of scary, but it's just not enough. Like he does well in his scenes, but the, we don't have any context. There's no motivation. We have no idea what his big plan is. I thought we would have gotten at least one Moff Gideon centric episode, you know, like where we don't see Mando or the mm-hmm. child. We just see uh, sort of Moff Gideon and either like a flashback to like, oh, this is how he got here or this is why he's this. You know, and I could see them saying like, well, with eight episodes, we don't want to spend too much time on him. But I thought that was kind of an interesting story that they didn't, uh, you know, it didn't give urgency to why they wanted the child so much. And I think that would have helped a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, well, they could have done something where it's like you have your episode and then maybe ev- the end of everyone is like a five minute thing on Gideon, like where his whereabouts, right? what his plans are, and maybe even like a little backstory so that at the end of the season, you know, if you have the end being five minutes, give or take, you have like a full Moff Gideon episode, yeah, you know, yeah. where you have enough to build this character up a little bit more. I mean, so I, you know, again, I love this show. And so I forgive all of its shortcomings. And these are the kind of Star <laughs> Wars discussions I like to have, as opposed to the ones where there are these bigger J.J. Abrams sucks. No, Ryan Johnson sucks. Like those are mm-hmm. those are terrible conversations. But this kind of stuff where you sort of nitpick the storytelling or the details, that I feel more comfortable with. And it's because you like the show so much that you say that. That being right. said, I, I do find like some of the battle scenes go on for a little too long. You know, I'm like, I'd, I would trade in three minutes of this battle scene for three minutes of dialogue that explains something a little more, mm. you know, like the, when we saw Boba Fett and they're battling those stormtroopers endlessly coming out of the, <laughs> out of those transports, you know, right. like it's very cool and some fun stuff, but I think we could have cut a little bit of that off to just give a little more story or something like that. Um, so every now and then in those cases, I'm, I'm like, I didn't get super excited about these dark troopers. They're fine. And, and you know, yeah, they look okay, one, but I'm like, I, I didn't love them. And I'm not like, oh, I want the action figure immediately. You know? Right. To me, again, and I said this in the last, when we talked about them last, it felt too Iron Man right, for me. Right, right, right. Where I, obviously there's droids in the Star Wars universe of galaxy, but those have always felt very Star Wars, like Star Wars characters. These ones feel like a, Terminator. <laughs> to me, it felt like Iron Man with a paint job. Like, yeah, but the Iron Man face is so distinct. Like it's such. Well, a it's thing. Iron Man with this to me because they have like the red eyes and everything. You know, like it just I don't know. It didn't feel as I would have almost rather seen like those uh, prequel droids or something like you know modified version of that. Or yeah, something. I thought those were actually kind of cool. Um, like I don't know, and they're supposed to be so killer, and they really. I mean, with they had one interaction with the Mandalorian that you know he was struggling with, but then he just that was it. He just stabbed him in the head. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I thought that was going to resolve a little more. Um, that cleverly felt like um, 
aliens, the aliens franchise, you know, like the first one, there's one alien and it's like, it's impossible to kill. Right. And then you come to the sequel and there's hundreds of aliens and they die super easily. Right. Right. So that to me, that felt like a lot of uh, distraction. Um, And like, it felt so important in the earlier one when they'd show Gideon with these new things. And I guess if you know what the dark troopers are, you got excited, you know, like, oh, they're doing dark troopers. Um, Mm. But uh, it didn't feel that way for do me, we so. know if is are they powered off of baby yoda's blood i don't think so like, i it doesn't sound like it i mean it seems like they're just so we still don't really know the purpose of extracting blood from him well was. so we know that for cloning purposes i guess but I, I guess they don't get specific more specific than that so again i don't know if they're right. gonna continue this or if they're just gonna be like okay that storyline's done and and you know we're gonna focus on other mandalorian stories not not necessarily this gideon storyline but i think he's back for three so um well now because they're doing all these other shows right i mean they've got the announcement they had for investors day like all of this star wars mandalorian world Mm -hmm. you know moff Gideon could go off into one of their storylines yeah it seems like Bo-Katan and him are going to have a thing moving forward, although she also may become a villain to the Mandalorian I, at some point. I hope they develop her character because I don't really like it right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, uh, you know, but uh, I think we need so, to see more. A big part of this episode was uh, the face-off between Mandalorian and Moff Gideon, and then he kind of disarms him and gets the dark saber and he's just trying to hand it off to Bo-Katan at the end Mm because she really wants this thing for what it represents. Uh, Apparently it's like a crown. Whoever has it gets to control Mandalorian or the planet Mandalore. Is this, again, I always ask you this, is this described in the cartoon ever? I don't see the importance of the sword. That's what I did. Cause I didn't know these characters before Clone Wars and I know that they were on Clone Wars, but I didn't, I wasn't like, oh, this is amazing. But I guess it's like a fan favorite or something. So I don't know the history of the Dark Saber mm. thing. Um, and I don't know how much they go into it. It's it's in the show, but I don't know how much it, you know, how much they talk about it's the history. It's like of um, it. Harry Potter and the wands. Yeah. You know, if you <laughs> disarm somebody's wand, then you can wield it, but you can't. Yeah. So it. I didn't know anything about that. Um, and that I wonder how that changes it when you're watching this when, cause he, you know, Gideon mentions it right away. Like, well, this is interesting. Right. You know, cause he, mm-hmm. but uh, we don't know what that means or, or maybe you do. And then everyone's like, Oh no. Uh, but to me, I'm yeah. like, wouldn't you tell him that? <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, it's convenient. The things that they, well, I mean, she kind of tried to do it with like, Oh, he's mine. Let me handle. Right. Him. But you know, to me, I'm like, poor Mando. He has to walk through like it's like your dad who doesn't yeah. know anything about Star Wars. All, <laughs> you know, like they all watch Luke take out all these just, droids. Just take it. And then at the end, he's like, are you a Jedi? Uh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> what, what did you just watch? <laughs> uh, okay, so I guess we'll jump straight into that one or that part, um, that reveal, I guess. <sighs> this is one of those things where I understand you could argue both ways. And it's certainly yeah. being argued both ways. <laughs> yeah. So to me, this scene with everybody's clamoring about this scene where Luke comes back and he's badass. He kills all of the dark troopers like with ease. It's it's fun to see him slice through all this stuff, um, which, yeah, it's a f- super fun scene. 
I compare it to Darth Vader in Rogue One. Yeah, that's what's making the rounds right now. They where, have a like, clip. it's yeah, it's fantastic scene and it's very fun, but to me, it's like way too fan servicey. Like, I mean, the other argument is like, oh, this is the Luke we wanted in the the sequel trilogy. Fine, but uh, I don't. To me, like, it wasn't even like very surprising. Like. We talked about all of the Jedi we could name that are currently alive. Yeah. There's three. He's one of three. Like, I'm not saying this is this would have been better, but like having Mace Windu show up at the end would have been more surprising than Luke. Mm. Or like, yeah, it would have been more surprising, but less of a. So to me, I I like I think. Uh because he's taking baby Yoda, it's not like he's just showing up and helping them and then leaving because Mm -hmm. he's taking it. I think it makes more sense that it was Luke. Um, and in the bigger picture, I, I, I get the argument about like, I wouldn't want to see a whole movie of badass Luke, but I do feel like we jumped over an interesting part of his life by going from this to the last Jedi, not even force awakens, but the last, well, I mean, they he they do mention in the sequel trilogy that he at some point he was trying like a Jedi training academy. Right. Oh yeah, right? very much. Which so. is where uh, Kylo comes into play. I wonder if if he has that during this point, or if uh, like, I think it's too soon. Baby Yoda is yeah. like the catalyst to him starting some uh, training. I'm curious. Like they could have done something cool with this and it doesn't seem like they are where they did like a there was a there was a book and a video game off of it jedi academy or jedi Mm. something uh but they 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 could have done a whole show around this where luke is like loosely tied to it like it's his school but he's got maybe jedi knights doing the younglings training and something like that Mm -hmm. like done a whole show around him and his academy. Well, I mean, um, again, with the old stuff like that, I don't think I want a whole show with the old stuff in it. Like that, like that. Like I like how Luke comes in for this thing and it, it, it makes sense. It really does make sense that he would come back. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, like I thought this was fine the way they did it. It wasn't too much. They didn't draw it out. He wasn't like, you know, they weren't hinting at it through the whole show or even the whole series per se. Um, you know, we knew a Jedi was going to come. So I don't know. It feels mm-hmm. like a, it feels right. It felt right to me. Uh, the the CG with Luke was a little stiff. Okay. So this is, this is my big, big issue. I hate, why do they keep doing this? I, it's the future though. It really is the future. But it's Okay. So let's just pump the brakes until it actually looks but they never do. replaceable. Look, look, but if you look it back, looks awful. But if you look back at Star Wars in general, look how bad some of those special effects look. And we didn't say like, oh, don't do that. Stop. We can tell that Tauntaun <laughs> is not real. Don't do Tauntauns. We're like, it became part mm. of the thing. I To me, it's just part of Star Wars. It's like, it's technology. So, it's like Jar Jar Binks was like this first interactive <laughs> character and everyone hated that. But now it's so normal to have a CG character mixed in with humans. I think it's just going to go that way. I like the emotion of this. And I will accept the, the sort of not great CG because I liked the emotion of this and really i made me cry when r2 popped up then i'm like oh my gosh what? like that really made it emotional for me okay talk to me about that so what? why just r2 luke's going through this crazy battle scene he's just killing a bunch of people like he's got to fight his way to the the command deck yep yeah um why does r2 follow him <laughs> 
R2 always follows him. What? Every every time he's supposed to stay on the ship, oh, he follows him. <laughs> and it's just cute. And that made that transition. It softened that transition, you know, because you're, you're thinking like, wow, he's going to just give him this stranger, this kid that he loves so much, you know. And then the, just the, doing that as a softening of the transition that, you know, he liked R2, you know, and like it felt. <laughs> felt safer because Luke's all in black and he looks kind of scary mm. and he just murdered all these things. And uh, <laughs> I was so during that scene when he's like he's cloaked and you like you could tell it's a Jedi of some sort. I thought it was a little girl like his. I don't know if it, the stunt double was tiny. It was a tiny little body doing this stuff. Uh, they showed so the guy like, that did it, but yeah, I didn't think he looked f- tiny at first. I was like, but Luke's I not maybe, huge. Right, but this to me looked like a, like a I think acrobatic it's just woman because the, the <laughs> like hood. a gymnast girl. No, no. I, I was like, okay, it can't be Luke because this is a little girl. What? And then I, there's the scene like in um, I don't know one of the decks or something. You see his lightsaber. I was like, oh, that's Luke's saber though. So maybe a little girl got his saber and that's how he lost it. I disagree completely with that one. Like Luke's not huge though. He's not like a muscle guy or something. Like No, it's not that he was muscular, but the frame was so dainty and mm, tiny. I don't think maybe so. I'd have to rewatch uh like I don't know, the original trilogy to see how tiny he is compared to the other characters. Yeah. Like, yeah. Looked exceptionally but he's not in his small. robe a lot. And when they fight in their robes it looks like think about Obi-Wan in the first one where he's so old, but it looks awkward mm-hmm. when he's fighting in that robe, you know, and, you know, they're mm-hmm. all acting all old in that one, too. So the, the fighting isn't <laughs> real, you know, it's just like jabbing and stuff like that. Uh, no, I I love this ending. I I could see why people would be more cynical about it and can be like, yeah, but um, I was fully on board Um because part of me kept thinking they're not going to do it. They're not going to do Luke. You know, I'm like, they won't do Luke. I thought, well, maybe they'll mention Luke or. or I thought it would have been way too big of a character, too. But if they so they did do it. But if it was I Leia. Again, uh, that would have been worse because the face would have been even worse. <laughs> you got to get they, off um, the face thing. The fa- I mean, I of can't. Course, it's like, too bad. So another reason it jumps out so much is like. The entire show is like CG, right? Like they're in space. That's fake. All of those yeah, battles yeah, in the yeah, ships, yeah, that's yeah. all fake. But it looks great. Like work within the constraints of the technology. The face swap thing is not there yet. So stop doing it's it. It's not going to stop. The, the only way that they get better at it is that they keep doing it. I thought Tarkin was fantastic in Rogue One. I know Leia wasn't great, but I think that was uh, so like poorly lit. And they just so okay. Done some more here's, tricks here's, I think uh, Tarkin was fantastic. Here's a, uh, another argument for it. Mm. If you want to intri- reintroduce Luke at a younger age, Winter Soldier. I know, I know, everyone done. says that, but it's not. It's it's just not the same. I think it isn't. But I mean, so why? And I'm not an advocate for this necessarily, but why is it okay to do it for Lando and some of these other characters? Um, but like, what's the the short head? But red-haired? we didn't. They're they're not replacing the. We didn't know Lando as a child. They're not replacing Lando like he was in Empire Strikes Back. They're going back and saying, this is them at a younger age. And so that's the thing. So, so now if they put a young Luke into Obi-Wan's show, which they, they could, a 10-year-old Luke, then, um, yeah, that's fine. I wouldn't expect it to have to look like what Mark Hamill looked like at 10 years old <laughs> or anything. Like, then they recast it, of course, and stuff like that. But I thought the way they did this for this one, I thought it was fantastic. I I I really I mean again, I, it was shaky CG. It wasn't great, but mm-hmm. I liked 
as part of the storytelling that this was who took uh, baby Yoda. Um, so, so we're going to have to do a, a Queen's Gambit move here and just call a stalemate. Yep, this absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I loved it. I, I think uh, to me, okay, so it's not that I wanted to see a badass Luke, but I think the emotion was right here uh, that we weren't getting from the prequels. I think the prequels were so, I mean, the sequels, the sequel trilogy was so mean to the original trilogy, uh, you know, mm. and I think it tried too hard to reinvent, but to itself, kill it off, it was, like, and yeah. to, to, to make what everything that happened in the original trilogy void, you know, like, Oh, Luke's the big mm. hero. Not, no, he's not. Uh, Daisy Ridley is it's, it's Ray. Ray saved the galaxy. Really? Luke didn't, mm. you know? <laughs> so I don't, I didn't like that. And I don't like that. They had to kill everybody off, uh, from the original yeah. in not great ways, you know, uh, Han Solo should have been a triumphant death, right? Not mm-hmm. killed by his son that later gets redeemed for killing off everyone's favorite character <laughs> in the whole saga. And, and Leia like that same thing too. He, he basically killed his mother too, you know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, really, that's how we send them off, you know? So, yeah. Well, Leia's was a little bit more difficult because of the actress. Sure, but they didn't even have to kill her, right? They could have just sent her off uh, Mm -hmm. and not had it be this weird, almost exactly how Luke died, right? Like, (laughs) disappeared, sort of? Well, no, I'm just saying, like, oh, I have to go distract Kylo. Like, Mm -hmm. that's, and then I'm going to die from doing this. And, you know, like, I don't know. I just not thrilled about those films. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, one more complaint here for you. Okay. Um, the removal of his helmet, I so I think it, it exactly your argument for the last episode when basically you're saying, oh, it shows how much he cares about the child yeah. and all this. I would take that argument and put it into this episode. So I agree with the removal in this episode, but the fact that he did it in the last one makes it less impactful in this finale. I would agree. If he, I would agree with that, too. If he didn't remove it in that last one, if they there's they found a workaround for him not removing his helmet in the previous episode, the him removing it voluntarily in this finale just so he could see Grogu's face like they could see each other before potentially they don't see each other ever again. That would have been super emotional. Um, But the fact that like literally the episode before he removed it, um, I, I don't know, it weakened it that moment for me and it wasn't as impactful. Uh, I, I see what you're saying. I, I don't know that it weakened it for me, um, but it, you know, it, there's two separate stories kind of going on here too, but I think, you know, we're, we're just showing his transition. And so then maybe this is that we see him more with his helmet off in season three, much to your mm. disappointment. Um, <laughs> but I, I think um, it's just, it's showing this sort of this transition, but I, I, I kind of thought the same thing too. Like it would have been, it would have been much more impactful. Or even if, if that, that scene had happened earlier in the series, uh, mm. you know, and not just right after the fact, like, oh, so he just he did it for Baby Yoda and also this criminal, you know, like, like, <laughs> you know. I'm, well, I so the like it, the season finale in episode or season one, he has the helmet removed, but begrudgingly, like he w- was about to die instead of take his helmet off. Yeah, yeah. So. Pair that with this series or season finale, I think it would have made it more powerful um, just because the only other time that it was in question was life or death. And now it's 
because of this this saying goodbye to this right this but i think too it's also good that it's becoming less of an issue and and they're doing that a lot with bokatan coming in and explaining that like you're a nutbag mm. You know, what, what, are you, what are you talking about? I mean, of course we take our helmets mm. off, you crazy. Um, and so that's kind of nice too, like finding him losing a lot of these sort of things, you know, like, mm. but um, yeah, I mean, again, we're in the heart of it and it's because of our love, I think, for the show that it becomes so nitpicky. But um, yeah, I, so I, I just don't have uh, any complaints. Staying on like the helmet theme. Boba Fett is not Mandalorian. Right. He's not attached to any of it, but it seems like he's more on the keep your helmet on side. Like, do you have any thoughts on that? Like, obviously we've seen him without the helmet on this series, but since he got the armor, it, it seems like he's got it on all the time now. But I think for him, it's just more of a bounty hunter thing than a Mandalorian mm-hmm. thing. Um, I don't know. Like, I think we'll find out more about boba as we go into this next thing so okay let's talk about that then so did you you watch the end credit scene right yeah so they announced now that boba fett's gonna get his own series um i did think it was cool to see the new i mean it's not the new job of the hut but to see his number two take the place yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah in the throne there and i thought that he was gonna have a more impactful like long lasting role instead of literally just get killed in that same scene yeah yeah, yeah. um and it was also funny that he was starting to get super fat and gross like job of the like, oh we're gonna see i don't know that character's bib fortuna yeah yeah take over and like (laughs) become this fat gross like sort of mob gangster lord yeah yeah um and then is there a significance to that throne like We'll find because out. It's a different thing. Jabba didn't sit on that throne. Like, he sat on that platform, but it right. certainly wasn't um, that small. You know what I mean? Like, like he couldn't. Right, right, right. Um, I, yeah, I just thought it was interesting that he kills that, that character and sits in the throne, like, assuming sort of a power um, or, like, he took over the palace, which uh, I guess is cool in itself to have Jabba's palace mm-hmm. be yours now. Yeah. Um, when they first came in and they're all standing on that platform, like, don't stand there. I thought we're going to get a cool Rancor scene, but that didn't happen. Rancor's gone. Sorry, sorry. Um, well, they could get a replacement. A second Rancor. Another Um, one. Yeah. I, do you know anything about what's going to happen with his, it's, so it's called the book of Boba Fett. um, Right. So. That could go one of many ways. So I was like confused if they were going to do a whole different series or if series season three was going to be re-emphasizing that. Boba Fett. But it sounds oh. like it sounds it's like it's getting series. its own series. Um, and, and it would yeah. make more sense. And maybe they originally were going to, you know, but it's because it's so big. It's like, nope, make it more content, right? Don't just mm-hmm. cram this into Mandalorian, make it its own show. But it was weird the way... It came up in that same font, like the title fonts, because I thought, well, right. you'd think they'd show a different logo or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't say season three, you know, but I mean, it would kind of make sense if it's like, oh, now the Mandalorian is actually Boba Fett. And then, you know, the last two right. seasons well, will be Bo-Katan story or something like that. So that's what I was going to ask you, because they have Grogu basically is handed off. And that's kind of the like, you know, air quotes, happy ending yeah. going off with a Jedi do you think that's the end of Grogu? Like, uh, 
in terms of this series, maybe he'll make an appearance in another one of the series. And then, like like you were hinting at, are we going to jump around with different Mandalorians? I think... Uh, I think we're building up to like a Marvel Avengers kind of thing. We got two new mm-hmm. shows coming out. I don't know the timeline on that though. So we've got the Ahsoka show. Uh, we got the Boba and Fett Rogues. show next one. And then that yeah. ro- not Rogue Squadron. What's it called? It's like the New Republic or something. Something of the New Republic. Mm. Anyway, yeah. those all take place in this timeline. So I feel like there's going to be all these storylines that sort of build up to something whether it's mm-hmm. a crossover episode or just that the, it all plays out in some final final way with all these different storylines coming together. So I think Grogu will come back in, in some form or a revisiting of it. Um, Is he going to be Sith by then? I don't know. But like, <laughs> yeah, like it's hard to say how that would do it, but maybe it's all leading up towards like Force Awakens timing or something, you know? I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, but it seems like, why would they have all of these shows going at the same time in the same timeline and introduced on right. this show if it didn't sort of come together at some point? But I don't, I don't know. I don't think we've got actual confirmation yet of what, what that means. So we'll see. No, they just hinted at like it's all existing in the same timeline. And it, to me, it mirrors what they did with Netflix and the Marvel series over there um, where it's, basically a tv version of the movie but i kind of don't so want have- them to run at the same time that's that was my only thought like why would you have it run well i think it's the same it's not, time because i feel like they're gonna have staggered release because mandalorian's right? or, december they said season three is coming in december or christmas oh, so maybe this is a, yeah. a handoff so that to, was the only thing i was wondering like oh, oh i'm like that seems weird like so, well, then that would make even more sense because the end of the episode is the handoff and then the after credits scene is like next the beginning emphasis. of the next. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, Mando could still be obviously in all of these things. Um, right, but maybe not the, the ma- ma- main uh, thing. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. that. Ooh. I'm like, oh, that'd be kind of interesting because then this really could go on indefinitely. Um, right. with different stories um, but uh, yeah I don't know I'm not I'm not sure maybe people out there have heard officially and I just haven't seen it yet on uh, social media so we'll see but um, I'm, I'm excited about what they do with Boba Fett like Tatooine and all that stuff that's great I yeah I think the title is a little bit puzzling to me uh, the, the fact that it's called the book of kind of makes it seem like they could do episodic yeah, like like you were su- suggesting with the Obi Wan thing, where yeah. it's like a vignette. You take a yeah a section of his life instead of this serial right. sort of story. Right, right. Um, I mean, I part of me kind of would like to see this, like the uh, how he gets out of the Sarlacc pit. Not necessarily out of it, but like you know, he loses his armor at some point. Maybe they flesh that whole story out a little bit more. What does he do for the years that he's out of the armor? Is he like a weird Obi-Wan kind of hermit on Tatooine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Seems like that could be a whole episode right there without even um, without even dialogue. You know, like <laughs> just this yeah, whole... Yeah, like a Samurai Jack yeah, kind of Yeah, totally, thing. where it's just like now he's in the desert, passed out, and the Jawas pick him up and take his armor. And there's, you know, like mm-hmm. it could just be this whole thing. So, I, so that, that title sense, yeah. lends it to that sort of... Mm-hmm storytelling but then it kind of negates the fact that they're trying to build this this like group of stories within the same time how would you feel if they because he's in the armor so much like we're fine with him being in that armor it's like we don't have to see a face it's just a 
voiceover, right? If they have to have him talk, mm-hmm. sort of like how Mandalorian is. How would you feel if they dipped back for one episode and like this is what was happening in the Empire or like, you know what I mean? Like, well, if it, if they really do that, the um, the what do you call it? Like the, the chapters? Yeah, yeah. That would be fine. Right. Like um, one yeah. episode. I have no that, problem with it. Right. As long as, like, my big thing, and I, don't, I still, I don't know if you really agree with this or not. I don't like, and I don't appreciate the, like, overt fan service stuff. Right. And it's right. like, it it's forced in there. It doesn't make sense. It's not, like, organic to the story. That kind of irritates me. So if they can tell that story within that frame, mm-hmm. that's fine. But when it's, like so overtly just trying to get some like i don't know introduce a character or show a cameo of some sort i kind of just really want to see job of the hut again and and he's good and he they can do him in cg so easily you know what i mean like mm-hmm. even if they recreated it more like to look like the puppet and not try to improve it you know like just mm-hmm. make it look like the puppet again um, i right. think that'd be great to see more tales from Jabba's palace and things like that um or just show would, a little more behind the scenes of what we didn't see in the original trilogy this this might be exactly what i said i didn't want mm. but i think it and this might be too like low-hanging fruit but to see you know the lineup of bounty hunters from mm-hmm. empire yeah like do a little bit about that whole group yeah like yeah. they kind of know each other it seems like they've there's i'm sure there's extended universe stories about them yep. Um, that would be cool to see a little bit more about each one of those. Maybe they have their own like overlapping stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that in solo movie, they mentioned like Bosk and some other of, yeah. uh, of the, what do you call it? The bounty hunters. Yep. Yeah. It would be, I wouldn't mind seeing something like that. I don't know if it would make sense in this or if they're building up to, another show at so some point, that's why yeah, the boba fett okay one the boba fett, and they did do this in in clone wars and i think maybe a little in rebels where they brought back these characters and gave them storylines yeah i saw i remember seeing uh they did a boss ba- yeah right and i think dangar got something and um and the igs seem to be kind of everywhere so um, right. so that's what i mean like that would make sense in the boba fett story too that if they put him back in that time period there could be more of a you know like a, a guild <laughs> yeah and because we see so little of those other yeah characters there's no in it, established there could be an episode where like they're fighting to get han solo mm-hmm. you know and we only see boba fett succeed yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so I'm, i'd love i would actually love to see some of that stuff because it doesn't have to touch that story too much you know what i mean like it doesn't right you don't alter that story you're just saying like well this is what happened but um i think we'll probably get some of that and that's what I think they've been very good about. Favreau seems to know how to do that well. Whereas mm-hmm. with the sequels, the sequel trilogies, I don't think they handled the the other things very well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm very, very curious to see where this goes. Yeah. It seems like, obviously, they're branching off a ton of different yeah. series from this. I would like, again, to see like stuff further away. Yeah. It sounds like with some of these other titles, we are potentially going to get some of that um but yeah we we won't really know until that happens so What's that the next thing that's that, coming out is it season three i think no i think um maybe it might be season three or andor is andor coming out sooner because they're already filming that yeah so i would think I that would be i think they already finished filming season three of mandalorian though did they finish i don't know i think they're in the process i could be off but um 
I feels like Andor's been coming forever, though, doesn't it? Like <laughs> they've been talking about that, yeah, for a long since time. like the show, um, so or the movie. Um, but yeah, I uh, I don't know that other one, the the one that takes place at the end of the High Republic or whatever or something. Like that. They mm-hmm. did confirm that that ended about fifty years before Phantom Menace, that era. Okay, so close enough, I think to. To that. Yeah, no, that one, just because of the timeline, we don't know that much about that era. I would be most interested to see that. And that's one. Dark Side, um, which is really interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we'll get so more then, of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can leave the Skywalkers, leave the Skywalkers for a little while. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is a weird one, but just really quick, I talked about watching the Nexium documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have. The uh, yes, the Star Wars young, connection there, yeah. <laughs> young so Aunt Baru. I know, I was like, Oh my god, so how bizarre. if you think that first episode was slow, by the second one, it's like they said, All right, let's slow down a bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great, can't wait. I mean, I will finish it because it's, it's really not that many episodes. Um, and like the, the subject is interesting to me, but yeah, it was a little slow, it so. just gets drawn out. I think it's one of those ones where I'm like, We could have done this in two episodes, guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so uh all right next time we talk we'll be post christmas post cookie party everything very very exciting what are you doing for christmas i don't know (laughs) it's too far ahead (laughs) days ahead Uh, i don't know Eh. i'll be home i'll be here me and baby yoda watching christmas movies so fun eating junk all right so the last thing i will say i'll give uh both of us a quick plug here so jared's got a bunch of puzzles out we talked about this on our last ig live yep you're probably if you're listening to this and still looking to shop you probably won't get it in time but again i said this on the the ig live a great solve for that if you want to give somebody a physical gift you can print out like the confirmation of the gift or just an image of the puzzle that you get Put it in a card, and that'll be the gift. Very good. Um, you, how many puzzles do you have available right now? You've got the Peewees. I got you've got Batman. Peewee, Batman. I've got. You've the, got the baking and sweets set. Baking and sweets. The right? Hope one with Jeff Gerditos. Um yep, There's a pre-order target. for breakfast and the cats one. Those are all on roadcrates.com, mm-hmm. and you can pre-order that. Those aren't shipping until like February or March, though, so it's just a pre-order at this time. But um, yeah, quite a few puzzles. Looks like we're going to be in lockdown for a little bit longer anyway. I will leave um, a note for that in our show notes. Great, great. I'll get all those links from Jared and put that in the show notes again. I mean, even if you don't want to give it as a gift, buy yourself a puzzle. Buy yourself a puzzle. There you go. Got some downtime. Especially that that Batman one, it's... um, It sold out right away. So this is a cool... And they're doing this with a lot of other sort of brands... Um, like the poster or the print sold out right, right away. So this is a fun way to get that print if you missed out on it the first time around. And it comes with a little print inside, probably all folded up though. So right. not great, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same with Peewee. And for oh. Peewee, we're doing a print of the puzzle as well. That should be out by the time you hear this. So, um, But I think that's a timed Exciting. release. So that might not even be available anyway. Yeah. What are you going to plug? Is there something right. you want to plug? Well, the only other thing is just uh, we're going to keep doing our Sunday show and tell. So yep. key, continue to tune into that. Next one should I be all Christmas gifts. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see how the Christmas <laughs> gifts look <laughs> yeah. this year. Here's cash. Maybe it'll just be more stuff that we bought right. for ourselves. Right, exactly. <laughs> 
All righty. Um, that's it. That That's all I got for today. Jared, you're good? I'm all good. Merry Christmas. All righty. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you later. Merry Christmas.